Etruscan addicts, drugs not yet synthesized, black marketeers of World War III, excisers of telepathic sensitivity, osteopaths of spirit, investigators of infractions denounced by bland paranoid chess players. What is going on, my freaks, geeks, and free thinkers? This is Mike Romanelli with episode number 34. I'm so excited for this episode. We have a very special guest, but before I bring her in, Clint, what is going on? Not much. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Uh, we had a killer show last night, Mark Normand. Crazy show at the dojo. Two shows, actually, back-to-back. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Lots of fun last night. Last night felt like a comedy club in the middle of nowhere. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. <laughs> crushed. It was so much fun. Uh, everyone had a great time. We celebrated 420. Hopefully that's going to be a tradition here. It was so much fun. And uh, yeah, like you said, on a Tuesday, man. Um, but let's not be rude. We have two people sitting in the room. Let's say hello to them. Uh, I got Mark Steves here with me. He's going to be sitting in on a couple what podcasts. Up? What's up, Mark? How you doing? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And we have a very special guest for you guys, Chrissy Mayer. What's going on, Chrissy? Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much for doing our little show. Of course. It's, it's not a little show. It's uh, it's not small. It's it's thick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too nice. But no, I'm so excited to have you on. There's so much. I'm sorry that it took a little while to get this thing going. But um, yeah, I'm just so happy to have you on. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, you you're you would consider yourself a free thinker, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're Yeah, I'm too free. far gone to go back. It's too out it's too much out there. You're definitely a free thinker. That's a kind of a, too much yeah, you, so you're a free thinker. Right out the gate, what was your red pill? What Um, you know, I I always thought it was like going to being on Sam Tripoli's podcast in last March, but it was a little bit starting to break apart before then. I think a pivotal moment for me was meeting Larry Sharp, who ran for governor of New York in 2018 and kind of like meeting him and talking about like libertarian ideals and just like having a, a kind of like cool, accessible politician made me realize like, oh shit, like I, I'm not, I can't identify with being a liberal anymore like i you know been a i think even just recently i changed my voter registration from democrat so i really identify with that because like you know i was right out of college very you know if if i came out of college now i probably would have been woke i just was yeah. like oh if you don't like the gays you're a terrible person like i was very like sort of a classic liberal and then just uh you know going to la was pretty pivotal meeting sam after that trip, I came home, watched Fall Cabal, watched Out of Shadows, mm. um, Pizzagate stuff, Petalwood. Like I just, it all, it all, like you know, it all came in, and it was a lot less sleepless nights, but better to know than to not know. And then, and really, kind of the last two years too, my starting to see how how free speech was was being. Uh, was kind of like slowly but surely being taken away from comedy that yeah. really activated me to like give a shit and like thrust myself into the conversation because i felt like well i can always use the like as a woman excuse you know yeah to get so people to listen the free speech thing is an interesting one i think we're gonna go down that that road but we can 
with the free speech thing, isn't it? It's it's rough when you have to do when you get into the whole free speech fight. The first thing you say is you're going to fight for shit that people say that you disagree with, you hate, that you don't want to. That's that's how, you know, that's what it's all about, right? It's like you have to fight for all speech. And that's tricky when we start turning flipping stone flipping over stones and seeing shit that people don't, you know, that really don't agree with and they start saying horrible, terrible things to you because you are exposing different truths, right? At least for myself, you have to step back when they say these horrible things. You're like, oh my, like, what the fuck did you just say about me, my family, and all these? And you have to realize, wait a minute, I can't be a hypocrite. I'm, they, they didn't, they didn't, if they, if they're keeping it within the free speech model, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you can't really, what are you gonna do? Go cry to Instagram, cry to Twitter that they're, that they're saying mean things, right? So that's a tricky one, but I got into comedy same thing because of uh, the whole free speech and uh, silencing people. Um, so that's interesting. I didn't know. What do you think about that? Like, yeah, it, I think it it's the, the reaction you see more so. And I was just talking about this with I think like I just recorded something with Jack Murphy, and it's like you don't see people like it's only like the radical left that's like I gotta cancel this person I disagree with. This person can never work again. Whereas like if somebody like in the in the middle or on the right disagrees with somebody, it's like okay, I guess I'm just gonna go about my day. And it's like I don't know if people on the radical left are less happy or they've just been emboldened by like the cancel culture and and like and how good it makes them feel and how much power they they feel by like taking out taking somebody out um but it's you definitely see way more of it happening from the left to somebody in the middle or on the right and uh yeah i think it's there's a difference between like a free speech and like a personal insult obviously if, like yeah I, I, i'll be like yeah free speech like of course that means you can insult me you can whatever it's mm -hmm. you know it's like we can talk about beliefs it's, i just feel like the the radical left's response to someone on the right or in the middle talking about beliefs is to then make it personal like if they disagree with you politically they it, more often than not they're going to make it personal they're going to be they're going to be like oh you have a fat wife or oh you have a retarded kid like they'll immediately like just get into your personal life whereas yep. people in the middle on the right are like can't we just talk about the issues it seems there's a lot of hypocrisy going on that people are sick of yeah yeah I, i'm also i'm i'm shocked i didn't realize that you're that you started seeing um looking at life through a different lens so recently i honestly had no idea it was just when you hung out with or did Triple E's podcast? What was it about? It's, I remember it's all Sam's fault. It was because um, I remember he was about? like, "What do you want to talk about?" And I was like, "Well, something easy like aliens." And then once <laughs> I was there, um, <laughs> something like something something about hearing like Tom Hanks' name over and over again. I was like, "But he's America's sweetheart." Like, huh? Something didn't quite match up for me. And then I started looking into it, and I just. Cause I didn't, I didn't know even when Pizzagate was happening, I just was, it was so not on my radar at all. Wow. Like I, I had heard of it, but I never looked into it. So wow. it was, it was like, once your mind is a little bit open, like you're kind of just like, all right, well, what's next? Anything is possible at this point. You know, mm. once you understand that, that your media is lying to you, then, mm. mm -hmm. then it kind of, it really opens up your whole world. Like you start to consider anything because what, like once you're just, 
you realize like you're you're just a person observing the world you know you don't have to be that smart to figure out that the media is lying to you and it's like once and I, and whenever i i don't really try to read people so red pill people so much anymore but mm-hmm. i'll always say like start with epstein because at first he was a wild conspiracy theory yeah. that was constantly getting shut down media suppression on you couldn't report on it couldn't talk about it um there are people who are denying it, all of that stuff. And then once it came out, it's like, oh, then they tried to really put a lid on it. Like there's still so much more to that story that is being suppressed, like that there are multiple islands and oh, there's, yeah. and there's so many more people involved. And... It's global. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was red pilled very early on and um, so many of my friends, I'm realizing they started questioning more recently and for me my stage is is i was where i was when a lot of my friends started to really question things like yourself you're saying in the last year or a couple years um i was already i realized that everything was fucked and you can't believe the media and it's all programming and mk i i knew about all of it and i i i kept it quiet because people thought i was crazy but i got past the negativity and then somehow shot through into this positive space and that was like the base of my awakening um was all the 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 horror and i was already on my way and i was already on my way to understanding that there's just so much more um and there's so much really the the main suppression is just how special all of us are not me not you not sam tripoli how we all are and they just try to 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 dim that spark and um, I was, that's where I was. And that's kind of when I met Sam. And he was a little bit later to the party who he is one of our biggest, you know, he's the guy out there, he, he, you know. And and so I had to kind of come, and then Tommy G and all these people, I had to go come, kind of come back down and get into that negative mind space. And like you said, I'm not here to red pill anybody. In fact, I hide my beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Clint and Sam, I wouldn't even be talking on podcast about this shit but <laughs> it's like you know enough people are our eyes are open i was always in the closet about this stuff like this is the kind of stuff i'd be like oh, turn off your phone we'll go in the back yeah and i would like talk to people years ago you know i was a um i don't get too much into it but i was uh under the towers of 9-11 and um covered in the dust and all that shit and um wow yeah so I my eyes were open even before that but when i realized is that how all the dust got in that's <laughs> how <laughs> When I realized that, when I realized that everyone was lying to me, like they were literally telling me and putting me in therapy, telling me I saw something different than I saw, I just kept my mouth shut and just kept it moving. And then, like five years later, YouTube or whatever, what comes or however many years it was, comes around and there's all these documentaries and other officials saying the same thing I was saying that literally got me put into mm. people like, nah, that's not what happened. I'm like, I saw, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw, but whatever. Really, you and from what you saw, it looked like con- controlled demo. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And I don't like. I didn't mean to even go there with this, but yeah, that's where it started. And before that, honestly, my my red pill moment was I um, I went to, where I, when I was first growing up, it was a a very mixed neighborhood um of all types of all walks of life, and uh, the school system wasn't that great, so my parents put me in Catholic school, and all my friends were black. That I went to school with so I would go to their neighborhoods and just see back then it was crack and um, you know liquor stores and just a whole different world than when you went five minutes down the road to my house um, and then also I was in a Catholic school and these nuns would tell me how my neighbor next door 
because he's Indian is going to burn the fires of hell. Or the guy across the street's family who I love, Josh, and he's my friend. Well, they're going to burn the fires of hell because they're Jewish. And I'm like, what? So I just I started questioning when I was like eight years old. And then I would go to these neighborhoods and be like, why is why do they why is there crack in? Why are there vials of crack in the fucking leaves when we're playing football and wow. drunks? But then you go down the street, you know what I mean? So I started questioning huh, very okay. early. Like, I didn't trust narratives. So you didn't judge. You didn't think, oh, these people just love crack. You're like, you started to think, why is there crack in this neighborhood and yeah, not, not mine? Like, yeah, you literally go down the road and it's not there, but it's there. And there's more li- like yeah. I just. Yeah. And, and honestly, it was more hanging out with uh, I was really into basketball and and hanging out and 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 more in the. um in the black in the black community that I would hung out with, like they would openly talk about, cons- I guess the word would be conspiracies or whatever, just you know, holding people down and 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 it just and then Rage Against the Machine was a big influence, which now mm-hmm. it's like kind of like, eh. but you know I would go to their shows and you get zines on you know they people would hand out all these activists and I would, so oh, I was yeah. always yeah so I was always um, hip to it, um, and then when nine eleven happened I'm like okay yeah. And then there were some personal things also. I, I, I was a big rave promoter in the 90s, and um, I was young. Um, and the press would call me, and I was, in the first couple of times, I was so excited to do an interview. And they would like, be my friend. And then all of a sudden, the article would come out and talking about how it's a drug kingpin. I'm like, wait, what? How <laughs> you were addressing it? Literally kingpin? was talking about how I do this because I love music, and I love, like, you know, it had nothing to do with it. And they, so I realized right away, like, wow, they're scumbags. And I was a 17-year-old kid, and they would trick me, and then take Whoa. these little yeah so i i learned right away that you don't did you sh- mention drugs at all in that interview well i mean there was a bunch of arrests so i i'm sure i mentioned it but i was everything i was saying was that people were there for the music and of course there's going to be in groups there's drugs i mean this is when you're talking about it's a different world now compared to then back then that, that's another thing that muddied everything up was just drugs all drugs were the same you know mushrooms weed acid uh, and heroin crack were all just lumped together in that era um they were all bad and it was just that's a whole nother thing but yeah i learned with the media right away like these people were befriending befriending me i'm talking to them having interviews with them and then all of a sudden this article comes out and it's like They're twisting Wait. it they twisted yeah. everything and it's like whoa 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 that's nothing it's literally the opposite and they're allowed to do that and i was just like yeah, so you mistrusted the media right at an a, early yeah, age. At a very early age. Um, and then I just kind of kept my mouth shut. Once 9-11 happened, I just kept my mouth shut. And some people, you know, we would talk. We would have a couple of drinks or whatever, and they, I would have some conversations with them. And <laughs> Some people said some things. Some people <laughs> yeah. would say some things. And, I would, and, you know, so we, yeah. So I would talk to them, and it's funny because some of these, these people – to this day still will not that I know will not speak out about all this shit but m- myself I was past it and I kind of got brought back down into the darkness um, because so many of my friends started podcasts comedians whatever started coming out talking about it um, but I want to kind I hope all of us start to get back to the positive because it is Sam says it right like conspiracies lead to spirituality I that is so he is so he's so smart <laughs> Even though everyone loves to pretend that he's like this this dummy, he's so smart and it's so true that conspiracies and stuff open your eyes and then you start realizing. And sometimes vice versa. There's a lot of like these yogis and stuff that all of a sudden, like my meditation teacher, she is so down down the rabbit hole that I have to yeah. pull, I got to yeah. pull her up. She's this older Indian woman and like she's so deep into PizzaGate and all that stuff right now. Where I'm like, just come back. Like you're the you were my yeah you, yeah yeah. So it's um. I feel like some of the content that you've been putting out, you're 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 getting there, right? I mean, you're 
on more of the positive side, right? And you're starting to see law yes, of attraction. You have to be. Right? You have to be positive. Like uh, I didn't have like a. I don't know. Even before I was red pilled, like I've always been like, I feel better when I'm being positive. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't have like the worst childhood, but I definitely didn't have like the easiest childhood. Definitely wasn't like uh, white privilege or anything like that. Like I didn't have a great relationship with my dad. Like definitely like went, it was hard. Like, you know, I feel like I had to do my own work to like reverse the brainwashing from college and like wasted a lot of years. Like, just tricked into feminism and uh like just i don't know my 20s were so fucking hard you know and just like eh, having trouble keeping a job having trouble making money so i think what always has kept me going is like yeah my sense of humor and like okay i've always been able to make people laugh and uh i've always been able to make other people like perk them up so i always knew i had that skill and it's just you, you, you got to remember that. And sometimes it takes somebody reminding you, like, you got to look on the bright side because your thoughts are so powerful. Just like we choose, like what to put in our bodies, like what to eat. It's like, your thoughts are the same way. Like you can let things go. Not everything you think has to live up there. You can let some things go, you know? And if, and if like these certain thoughts aren't serving you, like mm-hmm. your thoughts are like, you know, your aim, you know, you got to make sure you're pointing in the right direction. Yeah. Chrissy, as as an older brother to a younger sister, I'm wondering what you mean by tricked into feminism, because I think that's something that, as a woman, a lot of female listeners would love for you to expand upon, because I think that's really, you know, one of the themes I've noticed, uh, that there is this kind of tricking women into a sort of radical feminism that doesn't serve Mm. us as a society, as people who want to live in a healthy family i mean can you expand on that a little bit more chrissy and it's and it's not like there's just one way to get tricked there's it's just there's so many holes to fall into like there's so many ways to get tricked into feminism and it and it has changed over the years like i remember being like maybe 13 14 15 years old and i really wanted to subscribe to like bitch magazine or i'd pick one up when i'd go to like a barnes and noble or like a borders books or something and i'd be like "Ooh, like sassy feminist literature it would be like instead of you know like cosmo and everybody gets into it like different ways like Mm -hmm. it you know some people get into feminism because they're not like the thin popular girl Mm -hmm. in high school some people and then they're like oh i'm and i the more i talk about it the more i feel like feminism is like a cultural it's a cult like it's a cultural justification for like um lacking like love or validation or something and uh instead of like teaching women to be strong in the way that women i think are supposed to be strong it's like it's almost like you're teaching women to be strong by by saying hey like profit off of victimization which like in the last 15 years has like gone from like not only just women but like any ethnicity can can play this game if you're trans you can play this game it's like the the focus on like uh focus on being a victim and that's where you can get power from is so damaging and disgusting it's like no we should be teaching like men and women to be strong like in the ways they're not that it's all just biology but like yeah in the ways in their where their strengths already lie and then and so that like okay there's High school, it, it it depends. Like even now, I would say like kids going to high school now are probably more susceptible to like the feminist trap. But for me, like my age group, like I went to college like two thousand one to two thousand five, so that's where I got fell into it. Like I was gonna be a studio art 
minor and then like that, I don't know, a class didn't go well. And then I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do women's studies. <laughs> and just all my friends were, you know, it's college. It's like, you're, I was like 17 years old when I went to college and you just don't know you're a dry sponge yeah. and you're separated from your, your family, your support mm -hmm. group. That's, that's um, so you're, you're not always yeah. like, you're not living in the same house with these people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you get ideas. You're not going to check in with somebody at the dinner table and be like, Oh, I learned this in school today. It's like, no, you're, you're in college for, college for months like it's not going to be months until maybe you get that college kid home and they're talking about what they learned and at that point it's like when you're in college you pride yourself on like being smarter than your parents or at least I did you mm -hmm. know like my mom went to secretarial school so I was like I'm going to be better than her and she wanted me to be better than me she wanted all three of us kids to to go to college and um yeah I don't think any of us like found like mate girlfriends or boyfriends in college I think all three of me, my brother and sister all kind of had trouble, um, but like for different reasons. Like my brother was kind of a nerd and my sister wasn't like a, a bitchy feminist like me. She just like was kind of an introvert. But um, so it's an interesting yeah. process because it's like I even remember picking my college because I was like, wow, there's so many cute guys on this campus, <laughs> like thinking I'm going to get a boyfriend. Like not that I was thinking marriage, but I thought for sure I'm going to date a, like <laughs> I'm going to get a boyfriend. But like. And I ended up cutting my hair short for diving, for springboard diving, not like out of being a feminist, but like it all kind of went together, right? Plus I had like braces in college. So I was not what anybody wanted in college. I was not picked. And um, yep. maybe there was some of that missing, some of that validation. And uh, I was just like the perfect candidate for it. Like not a great relationship with my dad. Um, just, you know, kind of struggling without a support system in, in college. And it's a way to like justify your unhappiness. Cause it's like, oh, it's not your fault. Oh, it's the patriarchy. It's like, it's not X, Y, Z. It's not that like you gained 15 pounds. Like it, it's, it's the patriarchy. That's why nobody wants to date. It's not like, or just like, you know there shouldn't be a ton of pressure on anybody in college to like, you know, date or get married well, or whatever. But I just, in all the literature, everything was backing it up. So and when that's who you're and your friends are all kind of yes anding it, all your professors. So it took me like really like the rest of my twenties and my, like, I didn't start. Yeah. I said, what, 2018, I started to come around. So it was only three years ago. I'm 37 now. So it's like, hmm. that's how much time I spent just knocking around in the real world enough to know, like, Oh, like feminism is is such a load of shit because like the moment you need a shelf hung, you're like, come back. I didn't mean what I said. All right. Hold up. Now. I want to I just that was great. But I'm so happy that this came to this conversation because I I truly believe it. I know that my guy friends love to fuck with me with this view, but I had a hard trip that made me really reevaluate feminism. And I believe just like all of it, it was something that was hijacked and feminism needed to happen. However, it got hijacked, dirtied, and muddied. And oh, yeah. women did need to uh, obviously take more power, right? There was a lot of things wrong. However, just like it all, just like every fucking thing that happens here, it got hijacked. Yeah. And it's now everything you were speaking on where true feminism is, is claiming female power, divine power, which uh, divine feminine energy, which really is part of this new age of Aquarius and the female rising however with all of this mud muddying it up of feminism and, and all this bullshit that they're teaching us uh, and especially women 
and getting mad and angry about the wrong things. I truly believe that, you know, I had a really, really hard, hard uh, psychedelic experience. Um, and recently, uh, it was actually the funny thing is, is we could actually I, we could look up the date because it was when I was coming to is when the women's march was on. And oh, my God. How many days were you out? Uh, it was about a two day trip. The whole march. No, this was uh, what two thousand. It had to be around sixteen, right? <laughs> I woke up with a pussy hat on. I don't know. Yeah, no, I woke up and everyone had pussy hats on. <laughs> um, but you're right. It did get it did get hijacked. Like I don't think it's healthy to teach my my unhealthy takeaways from feminism was like to hate hating men, default hating men, default not needing a man, like default like embrace being single because it's better than being paired yeah, up. And kind of any crap. woman who wants to like pursue being a stay at home mom, it's like that's weakness. And strength yes, is that's from all having a career yes. and like, oh, and, and also too, it's like, I'm there, I'm in college. I'm like, my parents are paying for this. Like, I kind of should use this. I should like have a career, you know? And then the women that would like go to college just to meet a guy and get married, like those women were chastised. Yeah. Right. And then here's another thing, like, here's something that's interesting. So if everything you just said, right. So why are, why are feminist views? Why are we, why are we so happy and, and, and so excited when a man decides to become a woman and dominate in women's sports. To me, that every feminist should be against that. Yeah. Right? But they've lumped like that's it all a, that's, together. Yeah, but yeah. exactly. I mean, come on. So you're saying it's okay for a dude to say, you know what? I want to win that trophy. So let me become a girl. And the feminists are behind it. I mean, come on. That's crazy. But that, you know, that's just an extreme. I mean, even what Chrissy said previously of like, you know, encouraging women to not stay at home with their children. Yeah. I mean, it, the psychological impact of that on the family yes. unit, on the children. I mean, it all fits into this state model of this is how we co-opt your children away mm -hmm. from you and mm -hmm. completely indoctrinate mm -hmm. them, right? So I Even to, like, not want kids. And then it's like, yeah, right. people get horny, they get knocked up. And, right, the, there's a lot of things in place that are going to, you know, they want government to be your daddy, you know, whether yeah. it's, like, certain places where they put Planned Parenthoods or mm -hmm. maybe certain things that are done to separate, like, black men from their families. Yeah, um, yeah. You know? Didn't oh, it's like you can be a single mom because like, you know, we'll get money out of the baby daddy or you can get government support. So it's like that's it. <sighs> yeah, obviously, you don't want to like force or pressure someone to stay with a guy that is like hurting them or toxic. No. But I think there should be more like, yeah, maybe try to work it out. Like maybe we should try a little bit harder to work it out uh, instead of like glamorizing divorce and like glamorizing yeah. being a single mom. And yeah, and yes, yes, glamorizing that whole oh, you know, well, you, incentivizing you, you. it too. I mean, the state it literally incentivizes it with their social programs, yeah. and women, you know, speak to each other like, hey, you know, if you break up with your baby daddy, the state will give you a check every month. Like that's the conversation that's being had because the oppression has left people at a level where they're like, yeah, I'll just go with what the state's given me, and that's exactly the hand that they want you to play. That's how they laid down the table, right? So I think. Chrissy, I really appreciate this point of view because I think a lot of women need to hear this message and understand that, yes, it is about empowering yourself, but yeah. not to the extreme where you disempower the family unit because yes. that's so important yes. to our, our society's health. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, and it's sad because there are a lot of women, I think, who deep down, like, they want to be moms. Like, they want to stay home with their kids. It's or a they're natural like, thing. There's so many different combinations, right? There's, like... 
um, you know, even me, like right now, I'm like, oh God, maybe it would be nice to have a kid, but I'm like, I don't think I make enough money. Like, I don't even think me and my boyfriend together make enough money. It's like, there's, it sucks that you have to think about that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like boomers had it the easiest because like they got, they could buy a house for not that much. Like they They could get by like one with one parent working more so than Mm -hmm. now. And, um, the boomers fucked up a lot. Fucking they really boomers, did. They man. did. They did. And, and it sucks too. It sucks that women um there's a little bit of brainwashing there like you just can't even have feminine traits like you to be nurturing is to be weak like to Which is to such be coddling bullshit. That's right. Such bullshit. You're a that fucking terrible person bullshit. if you want to make a sandwich for somebody, you Such know? bullshit. And, and 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 is there something wrong like you said about hanging up a picture? No, there's nothing wrong sending men to go fight if they're which i'm against war but if there's a war to send them out there to go hunt there's nothing wrong that's who we are you know what i'm saying like i like my my views go so extreme where i know tommy g and these guys oh you fucking pussy but i really believe women should lead the world i i they're the mother the, if you look at it, it's like the it's the mother like i think women should be the leaders of this world and the men should be the fighters and the, and i know that sounds so to my guy friends, it sounds so you're you're, you're so gay, man. And you're to, such a beta. And to yeah. yeah, and to the chicks, it's like you know what. The, but I'm just think about it. Like I I back in the Egyptian times when things were thriving, like women definitely led, and we we're probably way more advanced than we were today. You know, like true. You know, like true. The, it's like you say that. I think about my brother. Like my brother got an engineering degree, he's a civil engineer, and then just since the pandemic, like just in the last year has quit his job and is now a full-time stay-at-home dad which is something i never saw coming but i look at my sister-in-law and she's like a boss like she she works for like one of the video game companies and and like yeah i look at the two of them i go okay like of the two of them like not that she's not nurturing but my brother is like just as you know very much into that like Mm -hmm. i think because he wants to be the opposite of my dad to be totally honest i Mm -hmm. think he wants to just be like a fucking awesome dad totally be there (laughs) and they they worked out the math they were like you know what like after all they spend on child care they're like it just made more sense you know i really him to stop working so Mm -hmm. i was like oh man that's like you hear that you go oh he's like a beta but you know what like he made a a decision that's going to benefit his family he put his kids first so like that's pretty cool and if they you know, if it works out for them and she'd rather kind of be working and yeah. And if he's cool with it and if it doesn't make his dick shrink, you know what I mean? Like if <laughs> yeah. he's feeling fine about it, it's he'll just, never listen to this, which is why. I it's funny that. though. It's just like these labels and these things. And if you say certain things, it just fucks people up. But yeah, I mean like my, my, my views on things and how I, like, I don't want to upset anyone uh, too much. But yeah, like I truly believe that with this new age of Aquarius coming, it's going to be female. Divine feminine energy is definitely rising. Uh, it was ruled by male energy for a while. And we are definitely in this weird. We did a great job. Mix up. Or just saying. Yeah. I know. Are you <laughs> saying you had a good run? Clint's, Clint's one of those guys. Like, Motherfucker. The, trof- the trophy's going to be hung in the gym. We did such a good job. I mean, <laughs> it was a long run. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shit's gonna get all weird. It's, that's a, that's a problem with like just everyone mudding mudding the waters. And I have I have no problem with trans with trans real true trans people. The For ones, real, I think the future is she male. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> but I have no problem with true trans. The ones that are reading stories to your kids and all that stuff, like that's not even real. That is some shit that we're talking. Like any it's trans person I met was like at the tunnel, off. like 
You know, like we, she, he or she or however, when I, I know quite a few. Like we were at raves and had lots of fun. Like they, she does not or he does not want to read a book to your kid. He wants to fucking <laughs> dance when Ten, Danny Tenegli is on. Like he does, they don't want to fucking read fucking the Bernstein None Bears of us even know kids. who that is. Yeah, I'm looking but, up Danny to like right now. <laughs> I, that's, just, that's just one of the DJs I can remember that always had a lot of trance. But it's like, you know, it's just all this stuff. It's just all this extra shit to get us all pissed off to fight, to, to divide. It's all about divide. It's all about what, Mark, what you yeah. said, distract, divide. What Mark just said about breaking up the family unit. Like we went, were talking about earlier on this conversation about the black communities with drug laws and all kinds of things. Just It's always about breaking up the family. Because when a family has a symbiotic relationship, then you create a great child. And when you create a great child, you start changing the world because you got to change the world by changing yourself. And that is just everyone is just too hung up on these on all this shit, man. And it's like I hope I'm so happy that people are awakening, but I want them to just there's certain stuff we can maybe we can change. But, hey, you know, once you once you uh, once you get the message, hang up the phone. That was uh, who? uh Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> One of the psychedelic. But and I always used to say that was so stupid because he was talking Timothy about acid. McKenna, Timothy no, Leary. no, it was uh, not Huxley. Uh, oh God, I'm sorry about that one. Sorry. But anyway, I'll, I'll get. But but I always say it was the dumbest fucking. It was so stupid. It's like no, you just got to keep. It was more about about um, acid or whatever. Or just psychedelics was like once you get the message, don't keep going. And as I get older, it's like I totally can relate with that. But I'm hoping the same thing with all my friends that are getting red pilled. It's like okay. Taking as much of this, all the elites and what they're doing, and also okay, figure that out how the media is fucking brainwashing you, all that shit. But put it to the side and realize that there's so many things like health and your mm -hmm. your mind, and there's so many keeping other things. your body strong, like making yeah. your fucking bed, getting your, and that's what's like. I have to keep reminding myself of like, okay, am I spending more time like tweeting bullshit? And yes. like with my head in the clouds, then I am actually improving my physical life and the people around me. And that's done on purpose to keep you up there. And it's yeah. hard for my for my friends that are comedians. I know it's hard, especially with Twitter and all that stuff. And so and even for me, just having a club and a restaurant with social media, like it's hard. You got to keep up with it. You got to do it. But it's kind of mixing both. But but just regardless, you got to focus on yourself. Like I really believe we are towards the end of an era. And that's why all this chaos, all this weirdness is happening because something great's happening. I don't know if anybody in this in this room right now is going to witness what's great that's coming. We will because, in my opinion, this is Mike speaking, we keep coming back and back and back. So we will. But something great is about to happen and it's just the end. It's just like in this like uh, physical form, you mean? Yeah, we see it. Yeah, I don't know if I will. I feel like my mm. kids or maybe my grandkids Next will. That sucks. That means the rest of our lives are like. Nah, for me, I feel like I feel like I've always known. I feel like I've always known that that I was gonna have to go through some shit and just just help people. Did you feel like that too? Like, do have you guys ever seen um what the hell is it? Uh, Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, of course. I think so. Yeah, that's what I was always. Brad Pitt. I've been Brad Pitt my whole life. Yeah, I was not looking, but that guy in that movie. Yeah, freaking out. Yeah, freaking out, kid. <laughs> Dude, I was always so afraid as a kid that that's what the world was going to come to. We were going to lock, be locked like underground, like in some weird yes. thing where the government sits over us and asks us questions to go to the surface and fucking, you know what I mean? I'm like, 
God, that seems horrible. And that's even why as a as a younger person, I was like, I don't really want to have kids because the world seems to be mm. getting worse and worse. And I'm like, I'm just going to bring them into this shit show like late. <laughs> I know. I used wow. to think that way, but now I'm like, oh, there's something really cool about like bringing a kid into the world and like making them as dope as possible. And now you have another fighter out there, you know? That's true. And, I feel like that's how, what it is how, right now. You know how better to change the world than that i mean i think that is the idea is like you you can only change yourself and your kids mm -hmm. are, are mm -hmm. an image of yourself a reflection of you mm -hmm. so you can really just do the best you can to you know not make the same mistakes your parents did and also use all this you know wisdom you've been gaining i think it's accelerated now with the internet i don't know how you know kids are going to be in in 20 years i think they're going to be you know, I think it'd be amazing. Geniuses. Can, I think they're going to be amazing. Yeah, but it can go two ways, right? Because uh, they can either get sucked into the... Some will, man. You know, the whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, you know, or I, I do agree with you guys. It's exponentially uh, more people kind of with their eyes open and awake, not woke. Uh the thing got hijacked you know but my point is more people now are awake mm -hmm. yeah i was just drawing like basically saying not i don't mean woke i mean no, I awake know, I know, but I, yeah, whereas no, I know. they're actually like this is actually how the world kind of is or should be and why isn't it like that than there was 20 years ago for sure yeah yeah i mean it's a good trend at least it's like the illusion has been amped up and we can feel it you know? Yeah, I think it's so blatant with it being bombarded with it everywhere and seeing blatant examples of like them just being like, guess what? You can't say that here, you know, <laughs> or, or like, yeah. oh, you that's fine. Whatever. You know, like the Maxine Waters deal. Right. Oh, God. Yo, yeah, she's so disgusting. That's the most inflammatory. You haven't seen that? No, I know. I'm just, I'm that's super. Look, like, but my point I'm is, it's it's super inflammatory. I'm just pointing out the You're hypocrisy. Right. No, right. I know. That's super inflammatory. And if you want to, if you're calling people out, I don't care what you think. You should be like, okay, that's a little far, even if you are on that side, right? Mm -hmm. But people don't. And it's amazing. And that goes on both sides. It people does. don't call out their own sides bullshit. I feel like, well, yeah, that's true. There's definitely sides that are just so blind or whatever. But I, there's, there's a lot of, uh, we'll call, we call them sheep, right? There's so many sheep. But there's so many awake. And I feel like a, we were talking about boomers before, too. Boomers, it's so easy to be like, these millennials, these kids, I'm sorry. I keep meeting these 20-somethings. And these these motherfuckers, the ones that I'm that are coming into my world that I'm meeting are amazing. <laughs> They're, they they get it. They understand. Like, they don't want – yeah, we think because we watch it because we were programmed that way. We're MTV kids. We watch the TV when we come home. You know, you – yeah, that's what you do when you're done with work. You put on that fucking TV. These kids don't even fucking turn it on. It's the internet. They're talking, you know, at least the ones that I'm meeting, especially when I was doing all that 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 work with the the medicines, um, a lot of them were 21, 22, these young kids. And now with the podcasting and the comedy, I'm meeting all of these, these younger people that if you look at the media, if you look at everything, the boomers, it's just like it's just all of their fault. It's all them. <laughs> they're bad. They're spoiled. They're this. They're that. It's like, what? You know, it's more of yeah. it's more the boomers. I would say some of my, you know, I'm um, 40, me, and then especially 30 to 40, they are definitely out of touch. Those are the boomers' kids, but 
it's not fair to keep just saying these kids, these kids, these kids. Of course, I think these yeah, like millennials and more so Gen Z, it's like you have more autonomy over your media consumption. So maybe that's why it feels like, oh, you meet Gen Z, like, oh, they grow up so quick. It's like, okay, it's not always, and of course, like, it's not always porn to blame. But like mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it's like, you, everyone, you watch TV in the living room. If you didn't like Married with Children, you had to go. Like, there was no, no me wanting to watch whatever I wanted. You know, it was Anytime. like we were, yeah. we were either watching Seinfeld or Married with Children <laughs> or The Simpsons or yeah. like the news, which I was always tuning out. Or I was like doodling or doing my homework or whatever, playing with Barbies. There was no like, oh, I'm I'm into watching like other people play video games. And then you just, <laughs> yeah. you know, like like my boyfriend's 10 year old like he just there's just more opportunity for him to like oh i like this i'm gonna spend more time watching yeah. this yeah you know? not something that was manufactured like meant to disrupt all the shit we're talking about yeah and i think that's all, another thing getting away the internet sam sam's hit the nail on the head so many times the internet's got away from them feminism's gotten away mm-hmm. I mean, it's all getting away and i i am i'm not as as crazy as this world is getting i'm still gonna stay fucking positive i really am and i think that if you there's ways there's ways of doing this there's ways you can get crazy and you can be a little too much and then yeah you get too close to the sun you're gonna burn but if you put out a good message and you just guide um some of this this younger generation in the right direction i think i know it's not even i think i know 30 years from now maybe 50 years from now this world is going to be insane it's going to be what? Yeah, I, I think a big takeaway is uh, is changing the way you feel about like legacy media or like the legacy news or whatever, because mm-hmm. it used to be like, oh, I have to keep watching because I have to be in the know. I can't not be in the know. I have yeah. to know what's going on. It's like that is not being in the know. Like that is the willful, willful participation in a distraction. And it's like, but you get tricked at first. You're like, oh, I have to know what's going on. And it's like, no, like, this is the thing sucking you away from your life. Yes. And uh, there's no amount of like media consumption that's going to make you feel like, okay, I'm good. I'm up to date. Like that's why I feel for sometimes like the Tim Pools or like these uh, YouTubers that their job is to like constantly comment on the news and they're con- they have to yeah, be right. plugged into it 24-7. Because I'm just like, oh, it must be so hard to take a break where I feel lucky to just like, oh, I do interviews. I talk to people. I make people laugh. I don't have to be like so close to the sun all the time. Wow. You said something else that, you know, Christy, that I stopped watching the news. Um, so I I'm, I'm far from perfect person, but like I've I've gotten close to right to 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 uh, uh, understanding shit. Right. So but I got caught up in it. And right around the election time. My, I was like a robot. I'd wake up from a hard day of work here, make coffee, watch the news. And I just all of a sudden turned miserable. My energy dropped. I was consumed. I do not open up this laptop. I do not watch the news ever anymore. And I'm so much happier. And, and you're not missing anything. I'm not missing you know? anything. It's an illusion. It's an illusion that they're creating. So it's like once you realize like oh i'm not uninformed it's like no you're just choosing peace over chaos yeah yeah i mean last night i I got after a great night of shows here i went home and i was like oh you know i guess that whole uh george floyd Derek chauvin thing the 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 verdict came out and so i was like let me just put on i put on all the channels and i had it in the background while i was just kind of like looking through instagram and 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 going over what happened here through the night and my vibration just lowered and right away i was like this is i could just feel it Mm. i could just feel that fucking the programming that energy is coming through and it's like yeah and then there's you gotta remember there's so many 
the the younger kids they don't do that they like you said they just go to they 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 go check the content they want they um they're not glued to a television at all which is awesome i mean there's other things you can get them and listen as far as things get away from them the powers that be are going to figure out other ways to hook them in it's not like it's this perfect thing but i really truly am positive and do think that we are headed into something amazing um and i really feel like they i don't know it's one of these things i just like feel in my bones to be true that they are so drastically underreporting the amount of people that are not getting the vaccine you yes know? like or I just they're think getting all hurt. those numbers are bullshit of course all that too but they're trying to make it seem like it's such a tiny minority of weirdos that don't want yeah. to get the jab yeah or discuss it what about that let's just let's just break it even down maybe you want to do it maybe you don't want to do it why how is that anyone's fucking business yeah Safety, yeah. the same way they push everything else. There's laws in place that protect your medical information, you know? Yeah, yeah bro, but it's for other people's safety. Although you can go around, and it's been documented, people going around with HIV and fucking people and infecting them on purpose. Yeah, well, but there's no, well, well, there's no uh, disclosure there, you know, because of their privacy. It's just, you know, it's manipulation of us, basically. Yeah, I mean... They're, yeah, that it's. It, I, yeah, I they're trying to, so and, it's, and that's getting away from them too. At one point, it was, is they probably got very excited about the idea. Ooh, the people are going to think that they can't travel without this, yeah. you know. But they yeah. know that that's gone. They know that like so many states are out of their control, and they can't say that anymore. But what they can say is, guess what? Fully vaccinated people can travel can travel freely in the U.S. It's like you fucking morons. Like we already knew that. We don't need you giving permission for shit. But it's like yeah. if they can frame it that way, maybe they can get that person on the fence to be like, who's right. stupid? Who'd be like, oh, I can travel freely. Okay. You know, to not even say that you have to have it. I mean, what she's saying is is. I haven't heard it worded that way, but it's really smart if they do it because it, they're basically like, we're not, we're just suggesting that they can. They're yeah. not telling you that you can't, you know, yeah. yep. even, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but it's people like they're are closing just, the hole so that yeah. you only like see that, you know, yeah. just a little bit. It's, 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 it's literally just like sheep, cattle, whatever. Hey, a, tr a bus passed the shop today mm -hmm. and there was a, like where the ad would be on the side it literally just said it was black and in all red it just said covid 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 covid, COVID. yeah over mm -hmm. and over down the side and i'm like what the fuck it what does that do exactly in case you forgot about it like, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness what but, a ridiculous that's weird before super all weird shit. if you don't think you're being programmed at this point Who sponsored that moderna johnson and bro johnson, exactly and like what is going on who paid for that yeah before all this shit, there was ads for diseases. You remember the shing there was shingles ads. Oh yeah, like so just so you could get your medication. It was like for hey, it. you didn't know you might have shingles. you might yeah. have shingles. <laughs> like it was like this. I was like, what the? F it's a fucking ad for a disease. Go outside, check the front of the house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god, it's covered in it. <laughs> yeah. My theory is still that surfers don't have shingles. That's safe. Just because it's salt water. Safe bet. Period. Hey. I mean, but we don't want to. Tell right everybody that. that. You know yourself. I wasn't looking for a laugh. That was <laughs> wrong one. Oh, and now you really. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chrissy, I do have I. A couple I of our, you, I didn't know you guys were holding back on the soundboards. I forget I have them all the time, and then I'm like, oh yeah. 
some people did want to talk about um, being a female in comedy. They did they knew you were coming on and asked some questions. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts? Is it is it? Is you know, it's hard. I think I'm going to go back to being a man in comedy. That's decided. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you identify. We can't do go, anything yeah. about it. Yeah. But no, I mean, so I was, I don't, I try not to consume too many podcasts and I, you had Natalie on. So I, Natalie Como and she's my friend. So I was like, let me watch this. And I felt so sad. Really? Like, yeah, I did. Because what made you, you feel sad? Because you guys were talking about just these creeps and what you have to go through and like I know I know eh. you I know you two you two are really fucking funny and I get it I'm new to comedy I, I've been we, I've been putting on shows for almost four years now um, and I've run restaurants forever and our the way the, the restaurants are here is the way my father set them up 40 years ago in the beginning it was a lot of women that worked and apparently that was something different when he started like it was mostly a, a, a man thing and so he started putting like female bartenders and apparently that was like some like i said 40 years ago so i always just grew up like wait a minute they have tits <laughs> yeah yeah so he and he was totally like you know but i so i always just grew up around really very very pretty or all types of just young women so i always just came into it like this is a family like that's it and i never disrespected women that way never thought about my power like oh i have your schedule and all that stuff and you should try it <laughs> try it one fun. time yeah, yeah. Eh, i'm a little too old for it now but <laughs> you're but, never too old but but when i hear about all the shit that you guys have to it's already definitely hard enough to be a, a female comic and then when you're you guys were talking about like different creeps that will book you or try to book you or all that stuff it just i don't know just sucks i don't know i feel i kind of like that it's hard i everything i i think i've even when i was a normie with a day job that was hard too it's like you're you know i i remember i worked at this all boys um private prep school on the upper east side and then the, the gym teacher was hitting on me and and like bitching oh why won't you friend me on facebook and then and then they fired my boss and then the next person they hired was the gym teacher's wife to be my new boss and oh. then mysteriously i was then phased out you know oh. not not too you know soon after so i i don't know everything's kind of been hard nothing is easy if if comedy was easy everybody would do it yeah. men and women combined and i only think it's hard to be a female comic because um it, it's just the circumstances are not female friendly and i don't mean just like a going it, it's late nights it's the road stuff yeah. it's like most normal women they like they're smart and they're like i gotta have a family and i gotta yeah. really start looking in my early 20s and i was like dumb and never got that that you know <laughs> i got that message and i just was like i'm gonna do improv i'm gonna be funny i'm gonna be silly i'm gonna like hang out with weirdos and then <laughs> you know and i remember i would hear my mom's voice Chrissy you're wasting the best dating years of your life she was right you know <laughs> like, but I don't know I, I I had fun I don't regret it I think everything happens for a reason yeah and I think especially now with like podcasting it's more like I am getting more of a message out there and I feel like maybe creating some sort of community but most women don't want to just fucking you know I mean it's a it's a huge time commitment it is mm -hmm, not glamorous mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's um you're if you want to meet you're not putting yourself in a, in a situation where you're going to meet a successful probably unless you're like oh i'm gonna you know hook up with like a louis ck i don't know why that's my <laughs> example but you're like i'm gonna find a much more famous richer comic and like but most women that are like oh i want to find a provider or protector uh you know what i mean like you're probably not gonna find that in another dude comic like you're you know what i mean like 
I would get advice from my, when I used to work at this hedge fund, they would be like, oh no, we're going to the husband's store after work. Do you want to come? I think I was like 23 or 24. And I'd be like, what? I'm going to improv, but they were going to go hang out at steakhouses with their tits out. Like that was, <laughs> that's what women are doing. There's like, there's very few women that are like, oh, I have this disease called comedy that I have to deal with. Um, yeah. The road is not a place you want to be. It's like dirty. It's gross. It's like, yeah. and, uh, so and it's like the you don't like i started at 26 like that's wow you know if you want to have a kid you only have so many years so i think that's why a lot of women either don't get in it or they're like they they don't stay in it because they're like all right i mean I it's the it, hardest gotta... it's a, it's the hard i've i've dealt with uh working in, in all different types of art forms and it's definitely it looks the easiest it's the hardest by far um what you guys have to go through is it's crazy um, and that's the thing is like you do have to deal with like a, a big amount of like sexual harassment but sometimes like that's that's what gives you the edge like sometimes yeah. like you do get spots because because the booker has a crush on you sometimes <laughs> you do get this or that show because it's like and you know that and it's like you don't want to take advantage you don't want to like lead anybody on but it's like all right uh it's good to be liked and whatever you know what i mean i've booked people just because i've liked their personality Years ago, I used to, I booked people just like I booked dudes just because I thought they were cute. So it's like yeah. everyone's got their <gasps> advantage. Everyone's got their privilege. We're putting it like, out there. There's a there's a female <laughs> privilege. There's a black privilege. There's a white privilege. There's a nerd privilege. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. For yeah. sure. For sure. There's privilege for everything, right? But wouldn't you say across life in general, you know, like there's creeps. Like you're probably of course there's you, creeps everywhere. Like you've if just cranked the volume up and you're in front of more people. If you're looking for a creep-free existence, yeah, it's like you're not going to be attracted to stand-up. You're going to be like, I'm going to work at the bank. Yeah. And and there'll still be creeps at the bank. Exactly. Wear, wear pants. Yeah. And there'll still be creeps But that's the thing is, like, suit. and it's, uh, there's such a fine line between, like, You'll just know how much money they Good have. attention and creep. There's been creeps who I've enjoyed their creepiness. You know, everybody's different. Like, every, yeah, you know. I guess I'm being One judgy. woman's I'm creepiness sorry. is another woman's, like, wow, thank you. I'm going to walk by this construction site every day. Yes. <laughs> girls do like creepiness. I guess I'm, all right, I'm out of Some do. So I'm sorry. Not all of them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just like to not creep chicks out, um, and I just like to book funny people. And I think Chrissy, you're very funny. Natalie's very funny, and it's weird. I'm like waiting for um, some ugly funny chicks because that's what I'm supposed to have here. But none of the chicks here are ugly that are funny. Is that where their requests in the suggestion box? Yeah, like, it's like you make sure more? they're ugly. Yeah, I mean, less intimidating <laughs> women comedians. For some reason, on the East Coast, we have very attractive uh, or very good looking funny women um, you know it is too there's plenty of unattractive female comics but they're like woke and lefty and they're probably not going to be attracted to your spot you know <laughs> they're not they're going to be they're in brooklyn right now they're like you know yeah, on a more, rooftop somewhere in brooklyn they're mask, not going to be like at your up. club they're masked up on the roof yeah that's so weird to me i've seen com it comedy is just supposed to be like i don't know it's so weird. It's not supposed to fit into any narrative. It's just supposed to be funny. It's literally that simple. Just be funny. Yeah, you're supposed to be anti-authority. You're supposed to be yeah. like anti the man, not the yeah. man, yeah, but or any man, yes. but just like anti-power, anti-like establishment. Like, yeah. Yes. And like woke c comedy to me seems like Christian rap. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> that, like what? It's like that Christian theater Christ. element. 
that's never really anti-establishment, you know? Like, you see that with, like, the theater kids, the theater school people going into comedy. They have their own clique. Yeah. You know, I think that's where you see the social justice. Because those folks, they have that mindset of, like, oh, I've, you know, nothing's really gone bad for me. My parents are helping mm. me with school, and now I'm in theater, and I'm just performing. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm It's a more artsy butterfly. people, you're right, yeah. for sure. That oh, they yeah. could have gone improv or uh, acting or right. comedy. Right. <laughs> or comedy <laughs> was just the one where you got to smoke more pot and do more drugs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy. Yeah. And then you're not, there's a lack of diversity in comedy because, like, a lot of people who can, you're, you're doing stand up either because you're totally okay with roughing it and eating, eating ramen, like living off of no money, being disgusting, sleeping on, floors and couches it's like that or you have rich parents or it's something in between the two mm -hmm, where you mm -hmm. keep a day job and you split your time um so it's like you have this group of people who, are, who work extremely hard and then people who've had it very easy merging together yeah and uh so that's it's interesting to and see. they're all a little bit fucked up yeah well, yeah. yeah for sure just a little bit damaged that's why in i love some it. way I mean, that's or why another. i love it because that's like, probably why yeah, i the misfit toys i'm i am i'm one of them but yeah uh, I mean, I I do love the brokenness because, you know, that's just why that's my tribe. Chrissy, this is amazing. I we have to. I gotta run because we have something coming up soon. But I'm obviously. Where can people find you? Even though I'm pretty sure anybody that's listening already knows who you are. But where can everyone can find you? Oh yeah, um, I do a podcast called the Chrissy Mayer Podcasts. New episodes come out uh, every Tuesday through Friday on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, Wet Spot is my sex dating relationship show. Monday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern on Compound Media. And then yeah, follow me on all the things at Chrissy Mayer. My Instagram got nuked, so uh, new Instagram is Chrissy Mayer Pod. And that's it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you, me, Chrissy. Guys. Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>